everyone. Welcome back to Stay Rad. I'm Sophie. And I'm Audrey. And today we have, Audrey and I have been talking a lot recently about living in Asian American Pacific Islander households and how that has affected our relationship with eating. Um, so today we are going to be talking about disordered eating in specifically Asian American women and a couple of socio-cultural and culture-specific predictors. So this might be a trigger warning for those of you who experience or have experienced um, eating disorders or disordered eating. So I just wanted to put that out there before we begin. Yeah, thank you, Sophie. Okay, so I guess first... It was really interesting because, like, we were doing research on this, <laughs> and it was so funny. It's, like, I felt like it was just, like, re-validating things that I had already kind of, like, put together in my head. I feel <laughs> like we should kind of, like, describe the context of, like, I guess just the Asian American culture or just Asian culture in general and, like, eating and, like, food. I don't know. Do you want to give, like, your little – or, like, a little anecdote? <laughs> Do you want to- <laughs> uh, Sure. Um, I think that, well, I first noticed, or I started to, like, understand, I guess, the effect that my culture, or I guess my family specifically had, or its effect on my eating more recently, but I guess it's always played a role in my life, just I didn't really recognize it initially, but I think, well, ever since I was younger, my grandma would always tell me to like watch what I'm eating or she would specifically tell me to eat more if I if she thinks I'm like looking really skinny which is like I was fairly on like the skinny side growing up and I think I still am not to like compare weights or anything but that's just like whenever I would go to to visit the doctor's office I would always just be on like the um lower percentile or upper percentile I'm not sure which one it is but um yeah so then my grandma would always tell me to eat more if like she if I'm looking extra skinny or something or eat less if like she sees that my plate has like more food on it and then I've that's like always been a pattern of like even now she tells me that and then I guess in my family in general or my aunts and my uncles and my grandma, they always, like, tell, or, like, the first thing that they say is, like, oh, my gosh, you've, like, gained weight, or, like, you've lost weight. It's always, like, their first comment is always about your appearance, um, and I think that whenever I would go to, like, a family function, or, like, just seeing my family, or, like, seeing my cousins the for the first time in a while, I would always, like, remember I would always, like, think about my appearance first before, like, meeting them and then how, like, my weight or, like, my body type or whatever would, like, come across uh, off as first. Yeah. I feel like I've had a very similar experience to that. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Um, I think for me, it was, like, the same thing. I was definitely, like, on the, like, very skinny side when I was younger um and like my grandma would always be like 
eat more and like drink more milk because there's protein and like stuff and it's good for your bones and it'll make you grow taller and like all these things and then like also like on my appearance it was like never cut your hair because like long hair is beautiful and like mm-hmm. short is not beautiful um like you need to like watch your weight and I think I didn't really notice it at first um and then I think over quarantine actually I went to go we went to like stay at my grandparents house for like a month and I I definitely I think I gained a little bit of weight obviously because like we're like inside and like we're not moving and things like that and I think my grandma was just like don't like I would literally be eating something she'd be like don't eat that and I was like what and then I'd be I don't know just like don't eat this bread or like don't eat this blah 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 you need to like less portions like eat like at specific times don't eat snacks blah 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 Mm -hmm. and so then it was like oh (laughs) like and then also like commenting on kind of just like how I've like presented myself and things like that um but yeah and like with my aunts and uncles too it's always like oh you've gained weight blah 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 and like with my mom and like my siblings are always like the same way too it's like oh like tell my mom like oh you gained so much weight or you lost so much weight like you look so much younger you look so much older like like they the thing is like I feel like Asians are just very upfront but for them it's considered like it's just normal like you just point that out it's like you're it's like small talk like which is so bad (laughs) but it's just like it's just so normalized that like I feel like if you're not Asian and someone told you that, it's, like, you get offended. But, like, I feel like we kind of just learned it's, like, just part of the culture, which I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. But, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. To add on to that, I think, like, um, well, I'm Filipino. So, my, I guess in, like, the Philippines, when you're able well, the Philippines, a, a huge portion of its population is, like, at or below poverty level. So just, like, having food to eat is a privilege in itself. Um, and I think that, in, at least in my culture, when people tell you, like, oh, you've gained weight, like, that's usually taken as a compliment because it's, like, kind of showing that you have the money to gain weight or to be able to eat more um so that was super confusing to me when I was growing up because in western culture it's like oh if you gain weight with like all like the weight loss and like gym memberships and stuff that they advertise so much in America it was really confusing because I was like oh are you supposed like is that gaining weight is that like good or bad so that was really confusing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess just like over time, I guess I've just learned that I'm, well, I don't know. It's just like, it was really confusing. Yeah. Do you feel like there's like a double standard? It's like they want you to like be like, oh, you look bigger or something, but it's like supposed to be healthy. But then they also comment like when you're like, skinny and sometimes they'll be like oh you look good and other times they'll be like oh you like need to eat more but then like when you're when you have eaten more it's like either oh you look so good or you need to lose weight so then it's like double standards and I'm like okay which one do you want me to do I know it's like so 
it's like always like an extreme like you're either way too skinny or you're like if, or you've gained weight there's like or at least I've never like no one's ever told me like oh like your weight is good actually but honestly there is no weight that is good but like I've just never there's always like I'm always either too skinny or I've gained weight and then when my grandma tells me I've gained weight that's usually because um with like well we're high school students and that's usually like when I don't have time to like take care of myself as Mm -hmm. much as like I want to and that's like also confusing because I'm gaining weight by doing I'm gaining weight well which in itself is confusing I don't know if it's Mm -hmm. good or bad but then also I'm gaining weight due to these like unhealthy eating habits like not eating until or like eating only when I'm hungry or like eating after I finish an essay or like after I do like a practice test or something Mm -hmm. so a lot of it is just like confusing Mm -hmm. and a weird journey I feel like (laughs) kind of the opposite where I feel like I've kind of like whenever I'm in school I lose so much weight and then when I'm like summer I like I gain weight like which for me is good because like like I get back to like a healthy weight but like during Mm -hmm. the year I always like lose a lot of weight because like I just don't have time to eat or I don't like I don't prioritize eating um and I don't really think about eating that much so I just don't eat and then I'm also like walking a lot more obviously because of like school and stuff Mm -hmm. but like and then also just stress and so it's like okay I feel like it's difficult to kind of like you were saying like to kind of um I don't know it's difficult to view like a healthy weight when like there's like these unhealthy habits attached to it too because it's like Yeah. yeah you can be a healthy weight but then you achieved that healthy weight by not eating or you achieved that healthy weight by like being stressed out you achieved that healthy weight by like eating too much and things like that when like that is not healthy like I don't know how we're supposed to I don't know we should all be nutritionists (laughs) no yeah I like totally get what you're saying and it's just like hard to convince myself that there like isn't a healthy weight Mm -hmm. and like that you're like that there isn't like an optimal weight to begin with and that just you have to focus on healthy eating patterns and no but actually the same for me like especially during school I well we talked about this in our other podcast but like during the school season because of like the competitive nature of our schools food and like eating at least well for us or for me, I'm not going to speak for you, um, always is just, like, second to whatever I'm doing, like, whether that be, like, school or extracurriculars, like, and this is, okay, especially, like, when I'm studying for a test or something, I'll reward myself with food, which Mm -hmm. is not good, like, I'll eat dinner after I do this, or, like, I'll take a bite of this like sandwich like after I get like 10 questions right or something which is so bad it's so bad Mm -hmm. have you seen that thing where it's like how you like punish yourself or like how you reward yourself and stuff is like your love language so it's like the opposite so like 
if you like don't let yourself eat until like after and stuff i forgot what it was it was like like you consider like acts of ugh, i don't even remember but like there was like a correlation between like how you like punish or reward yourself and like kind of what you want mm-hmm. or, like your love languages i don't <laughs> that was so random um but yeah i was going to add on to that kind of how like obviously like the stress and everything is like one contributor to like um eating but Mm -hmm. another one I've definitely noticed is kind of like kind of this picture that my grandma's painted for me or like my relatives have painted for me not specifically my grandma um I'm half Chinese so this is like all based on my one Chinese side um but for me I think I've always just associated being thin with like being dainty and being feminine and it's like classier more modest and like I feel like those were just drilled into me and it was like so if they tell me like oh you don't look modest or like oh you don't look dainty it's like oh so basically I'm like fat or something like Mm -hmm. that which is not true at all like being any weight does not make you more or less feminine at all or like more or less classy more or less modest whatever um we could talk about modesty and body types I have so much to say about that um but um The social construct, I feel like there's just a social construct of needing to, like, be in control and be conscious of what you eat for your image, not for your health. And then Mm -hmm. it's just frustrating because it, like, messes up your eating patterns for approval. And it's just so you can, like, fulfill a social construct. No. And, okay, that, I totally agree with, like, the social construct thing. And I think it's, like important to understand too that they're compared like well we're asian americans so in america the i just idea of like um the social construct of like eating here versus like countries in asia is like Mm -hmm. super different and i think that our relatives and our grandparents compare us still compare us to like the social constructs that are back in our like home countries or like countries of origin but that's like also kind of messed up because in like the philippines and like in taiwan and china and stuff like they have different like habits than americans that make them i this has like been proven by science too um like why they have like lower obesity levels and stuff it's just like the their food and like accessibility to food and just like the culture in those countries is totally different than in America Mm. and I think that there's a correlation between um eating habits or our disordered eating um in America and like how we reward ourselves with food when like specifically studying to like that correlation between, like, food and, like, American culture again and, like, the importance of, or the model minority myth and, like, the idea of studying and academics and Asian Mm -hmm. culture, which is interesting. No, I definitely agree with that. I actually had that as one of my talking points. It was, like, (laughs) you have a desire to look like, like, okay, so for, I feel like for Chinese and, like, Taiwanese, I think 
generally they're on the thinner side and it's because of their diet obviously and like kind mm-hmm. of just style but I think yeah the whole thing you said about like comparing to people back home and so it's like you have a desire to look like people that are naturally thin or a desire to look like people that are naturally healthier or naturally bigger and it's like you want to like look like these people that are naturally a certain way when like really you should just be trying to look like how you naturally are like that's literally mm-hmm. it and I think it has a lot to do kind of with like wanting to be like accepted or like belong to your culture in a way it's like kind of a way of like connecting with your culture almost which is so messed up but like it's like oh I feel like I'm connecting with my culture Mm -hmm. because I'm making myself have the same body type as them like what the heck that's yeah but it's I feel like it's quite relevant and I think that it's interesting that well I'm gonna read like this research study from um frontiers of psychology and it says that asian american women demonstrate higher rates of disordered eating than other women of color and comparable rates to european american women research suggests that leading sociocultural predictors namely pressures for thinness and thin ideal internalization are predictive of disordered eating in asian american women however no known studies have tested the intersection of sociocultural and culture-specific variables, such as ethnic identity, biculturalism, and acculturative stress to further elucidate disordered eating risk in this vulnerable, understudied group. According, accordingly, this project used path analysis to simultaneously examine the role of sociocultural and culture-specific effects on disordered eating in Asian American college women. So, I guess that, I don't know, what is your takeaway on that, I guess? Mm, I thought it was interesting. Or anything to add, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) I thought it was interesting, kind of like, um, the whole thing about European and like or european american and asian american like there's kind of like a similar kind of construct with that and i've definitely noticed like <laughs> on my on my other side because i'm also white um i have white um best of them woo so fun uh, i'm like oh cuz you see like a bunch of people that are like a lot thinner blah 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 and it's like within Europe there are so many different body types because there are so many different countries with so many different like eating habits so like in France people tend to be on the thinner side because just the way they eat like they eat so much slower than everybody else they take like two hours to eat like lunch and things like that and people in Germany like drink beer 24 7 so it's like it really just changes based on your (laughs) culture and it really has nothing to do or like you shouldn't be placing kind of that idea of like what people naturally look like and trying to apply it to yourself because it's we're not in the same environment um Mm -hmm. but yeah I also thought it was interesting how they like haven't really ever done studies on like the um correlation between that wait I don't know how to phrase it but yeah yeah the correlations 
Okay. <laughs> I'm pulling out the facts, guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. This is another little blurb. Quotes. Okay. <laughs> this is like an essay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Asian Americans reported increased levels of purging, muscle building, and cognitive restraint compared with white people and non-Asian people of color. Asian Americans had higher levels of restriction than white people. Increased mean scores on body dissatisfaction and negative attitude attitudes towards obesity emerged for Asian Americans compared with non-Asian people of color. All of these aforementioned results were statistically significant after adjusting for internalizing symptoms, including depression, anxiety, and stress. So... Do you think that these, um, the social constructs around, like, eating, specifically in Asian American cultures, have affected your mental health in any way, specifically? I feel like, in a way, it's kind of like my mental health has impacted those things, if that makes sense. I think because... For Asian Americans, I feel like specifically it's like you're taught to internalize your emotions because Mm -hmm. people desire to appear a certain way and like save your face. Um, And I feel like we take those things out on like not sleeping, not sleeping, just like a bunch of over like really unhealthy habits that kind of just reflect your internalized emotions Mm -hmm. because it's like something you can control. But on the other hand, I think these things can affect your mental health like on the like on the flip side I think like hearing all these things like said about you and like making you want to like hate your body and things like that can definitely lead to internalized depression and anxiety and stress I can totally see how that would be the case too yeah you Um, I totally agree with you that what you said about how, like, mental health in Asian American Pacific Islander communities Mm -hmm. isn't, is, there's, like, a huge stigma around it, and... podcast about that. Yeah, we did. Yes. There's just, like, a huge stigma around mental health and, like, eating disorders and disordered eating, Mm -hmm. and if you, um, speak about like your any mental health problems that you may be facing that either means that you just like aren't you're kind of like I don't know it's just like you're just like not a great like daughter or son or child of like your parents and it's kind of it's like reflective of like their parenting and it reflects poorly on your part as well, even though it has nothing to do with you. But I think that this, that thinking also contributes to these feelings of depression, anxiety, and stress. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like a lot of the times they're the ones that kind of contribute to those things, um, especially with like mental health and like your eating habits, like we've been talking about. Yeah. I remember, like, when I was, like, really little, mm-hmm. um, my, like, grandma wouldn't let me leave, like, the table 
until like I would finish like a certain amount of like food that's on my plate and I would just like force myself to eat it Mm -hmm. and like I would just like hold it in my mouth and like leave or like try to I just like yeah that was now that I'm thinking about it that's probably not the best thing (laughs) to do because I think sometimes I still like catch myself trying to like force eat my food yeah oh my gosh wait I do that too yeah like oh like this is really unhealthy if you don't eat this Mm -hmm. but I think it just like takes a long time to build that relationship back with your food in your own way Mm -hmm. and I'm still trying to figure that out because I remember well before we didn't have real finals this year but when he had like I think um, in the months, like, leading up to that, we've had so many tests that, like, just fall on the same day. And then I, okay, I don't know if this is too much information, but I would, like, miss my period for, like, months or, like, a month or, like, randomly because I don't think that I was eating enough, mm-hmm. which is, it, like, just really reflects back on how bad I am to my body, but I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. wait (laughs) that like wait okay wait there's a lot of things first i'll talk about i'll talk about the food thing first like with the the plate and like okay for me my grandma and my grandpa i guess my grandparents and like my aunts and uncles they've always been like um like you have to finish everything on your plate like like the last grain of rice (laughs) it's like if it's like not in your mouth it's like you've wasted food and I think there was also, like, a huge thing around, like, just not wasting food in general. Because, like, probably because they didn't grow up with, like, access to a lot of food. And so, like, wasting your food, it's like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh. We worked hard to get this. And so, it's like, you need to eat it all. Um, and so, there was that. And so, I'd get confused because they'd be like, eat all your food. But then they'd be like, you need to stop like eating so much like and I'm like boy I literally like you asked me to eat all of this food and like I can't finish it but I guess it's like learning how to like portion and stuff like that but like I shouldn't need to be concerned about like how much I'm portioning to myself at like five years old that's like not healthy I don't think I don't know but yeah so now when I eat I always like I'm so scared to waste food but I think it also has a lot to do with like oh my gosh, I need to eat all of this because it's, like, healthy for me, and I need to eat all this, like, I don't know, there's a lot of reasons, but mm-hmm. I tend to, like, mindlessly eat a lot, because, yeah. um, and then in response to the school thing, I definitely, like, yeah, I'll just, like, stop eating during school, like, <laughs> I, and I won't even realize it because I'm, like, so focused on, like, my work, and then my mom will come down, and she'll be, like, it's, like, 4 p.m., and you have not, like, eaten anything today, and I'm, like, oh, I didn't, and she's, like, are you not hungry, and I'm literally just not, um, and so it's, like, yeah, I didn't miss, I, I still had my period, but (laughs) definitely, yeah, that's crazy, but yeah, um, do we have any more things that we want to talk about? I'm trying to, like, go over my notes, uh, I think I've hit everything I wanted to say. Okay. I'll cut this part out. <laughs> um, 
Should I just end it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait. Should we do tips? Oh, yeah. So, Audrey, what would you... What are some tips that you would give your fellow um, Asian Americans or other minorities in America that are facing eating disorders or we're not professionals but disordered eating mm-hmm. I feel like anybody that's experiencing like an eating disorder of any kind even if it lasts for like a day I'm gonna consider that an eating disorder because sometimes like you'll have those moments where it's like I'm not gonna eat today because like blah blah, blah. or like or like Okay, I'm going to stop explaining. Anyways, when you experience those things, I think it's very important to kind of just first check yourself, be like, okay, why am I doing this? And like kind of think through like your reasoning. It's like, is it because of something somebody said to me? Is it because like I think I look this way? Is it because blah, blah, blah? And then be like, is that true? And then go through that. I feel like a lot of men, if you have to like mentally challenge yourself a bit and also um know that it's important to eat because you need to be able to function and um from experience if you don't eat and you're trying to study it's a lot easier to study after you've eaten so it actually does help yeah that's my advice how about you yeah i would agree with like what you've said i think eating is really hard and I think everyone has their own paths to and experiences and relationships with eating yeah so you kind of just have to reflect and interrogate your relationship with eating and ask if it's really helpful to you and how you function and like your how you want to function in the world and really examine if you think that your relationship to eating is healthy mm-hmm. um and if it is then great just keep doing what you're doing <laughs> and if it's not then I would just try to set new little small goals for yourself every day um like I think for me It would be eat three meals a day, eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. (laughs) Um, And that seems like small, but I think that for me, those like, or I don't think actually, I think it's, that'll be a big change from like what I am doing right now or whatever it is. But I think that once you do these little changes every day, um, just like accept that it's okay if you don't meet those, um, meet those what am I what's goals yeah yeah (laughs) those goals um and just like try again the next day Mm -hmm. um and yeah over time gradually I think you'll get where you want to go yeah good job (laughs) yay okay I guess I don't really know I think yeah um if you're experiencing or you relate in any way first off stay strong (laughs) (laughs) you got this yes okay 
<laughs> I know what I was gonna say. Um, you guys, good job for going through that. Um, <laughs> it's probably still gonna keep going on, but I think over time, if you think about it from the lens of okay, my relatives actually care about me. Like, this is them thinking they're complimenting me. Take it. The, you don't have to like go off on them and be like, you are being so rude. Like, blah blah blah. Uh, actually, mm, I don't know. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Wait, I don't yeah. know. What I'm no, but, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Do you want me to elaborate? Yeah, can you elaborate? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I totally agree with Audrey. Like, if you're, if you know that your loved ones are being toxic to your relationship to eating, like, I guess I would try to see if how much trouble it is to try to educate them or inform them in like a respectful way about why that is not okay for you and if it's too much trouble or if it's if yeah basically if you think it's like too much work or not too much work but if you don't think their opinions will be changing anytime soon or if that will be more harmful to you and your mental health just like don't really worry about them. Just worry about Lock out them haters. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. But yeah, That's our motto for today. Yeah, I think just sometimes it's good to just sh- close one ear and listen through the other on another side. That's not how the metaphor goes at all, but you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening and I hope that you guys all have a great day. Make sure you go and find your favorite snack and eat it. I like dried mangoes. Munch, munch. Yes. I love dried fruit. Yeah, dried fruit is such a good snack. Highly recommend. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe we'll write an article about the best dried fruit. Um, Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to follow us on Stay Rad Magazine on Instagram and visit our website where we have lots of amazing articles uh, at stayradmag.com. Thank you, guys. Thank you.